make noise, 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 make noise. This is a person that I love, absolutely love, and you might not know her, but I remember her from MTV and a couple other places. What's up? This is Amanda Seals. How you doing today? I'm good. How you doing? Yes, yes, yes. You're looking very bright and very dapper today. How's everything going? We're kind of matching. We're giving you yellow. Yes, we are. Yes, like we could get, exactly, respect respect the black woman. Okay, so so tell me, how. first of all, how do I need to respect the black woman? Because there were a couple black women that were coming at me about six minutes ago because I said something about angry black women. So as a black woman, please tell me how to respect the black woman. You start there. You can start by not saying nothing about angry black women. That's a good, that's a good start. So there's that. But, but why, do, why do black women get so angry when you say angry black woman? If you're angry and you're black and you're a woman, what am I supposed to say? If you're an angry white woman, I'm going to say angry white woman. Because angry white woman doesn't have the connotations and the repercussions that angry black woman has. And when our brothers say, and when our brothers say that to us, it makes us feel like, oh, you trying to shit on us like these other motherfuckers, because you know my anger is righteous, and you're trying to make it like a weapon against me. That's how we feel. But listen, when you get angry, you get angry, and when you get angry, I don't know you, I don't know you like that, but you have those eyes where it feels like when you get angry, it gets scary. Am, am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you're right. But I mean, why would it be if, if it didn't scare you? What's the point? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so let, let, let's start here. Tell me about your childhood growing up. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> That's where we're starting. I want to know more about you. My man said, let's start here. I feel like I got to lay down on the couch. Um, come on, come on. Wait, let me get a water because I can I can see already that this is about to be a whole conversation. So Kamala Harris is the VP nomination, is the VP pick. Talk about yourselves. Yes, we, we're going to talk about that. Look, Kamala Harris, like I told y'all, people, you have to understand, and I, that's a hell of a picture in the background. We're going to talk about that later. Um, do understand that I respect the pick of uh, Kamala Harris, but I do understand that she has put some uh, people of the black persuasion in jail. So here's the thing. She's going to do her thing, but just understand that you better keep your ass in line or she will, or she will be making sure that there are rules and laws for your punk ass to go to jail. What do you feel about, about this uh, selection? I feel a lot of things. I mean, one, I felt like it was imperative that we have a black woman VP for a number of reasons, one of which being like, if we're trying to get folks to vote, especially when we got a candidate who's trash, um, you got to get something to incentivize them, someone to incentivize them. Now, I heard what you were saying about Kamala. And I think, you know, for what it's worth, like her record, it's not completely clean. You know, it, it definitely does have some, some smudges on it. But at the end of the day, Nobody in that position would have been able to be in that position without there being smudges. <laughs> this is what it is. You're, you're, anytime you're a first black anything anywhere, 
you know, there's kind of always a certain level of of sketchy that sometimes, you know, that seems to always kind of take place. And I think there's a certain level of towing the line in this political space that we do have to give a, a, a certain level of grace to. I'm not saying all the grace, but a certain level of grace to. What I do appreciate about Kamala, though, is that she's had to, she's had to walk those, those choices back. You know what I'm saying? And she's had to, for, for the record, like, she's had to connect with Black voters because she realizes, like, it's, it's going to be us. And the fact that she sees our value makes me feel like she is somebody that in this position could be effective in implementing the type of change that we want to see, the type of change that, you know, that begins the goal of Ice Cube's contract with Black America, you know, the type of change that someone like myself who is 39 and, you know, I'm, I'm getting into this generation of, of elders um, that I want to be able to, to see as a platform for the real change that's going to come for the young folks. Now, again, I don't swear for none of these motherfuckers in politics, so let me just say that off top. You know, a certain level of shadiness that I believe you got to have to even step into that game, which is why when people mm -hmm. tell me to be in politics, I'm like, no. Um, but for all intents and purposes, like, we are, our backs are against the wall right now, and we let that happen. So we're in a situation where we got to make the best of what the situation is. And I just hope that all of us understand that, like, this was preventable. Joe right. Biden being our only option was preventable. And it's on us. And that's the beauty of it. It's not even about us having to wait for other folks. It's on us. When the power is on you, that's the best part. That's the best bet. So we got another four years. I don't know who the fuck going to be in there in these next four years, but I know that we better be planning for the next four years on how to make sure that we actually have power behind our vote and we're not crossing our fingers. Well, that's what I always say. My, 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 the one thing that I always say is that politicians don't work for the voters. They work for the donors. So what we have to do is we have to, number one, either donate or do something and then when they get in there we have to hold them accountable and 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 i think that's the major thing no matter whether it's biden or harris or or or, or, or hip-hop harry or whoever the fuck's in the office you gotta hold people's ass accountable if you don't hold them accountable then why should they do what you ask them to do like you know like why should why should i go and have to do this if you don't hold me accountable that's that's the first thing we need to do in mass, hold people accountable. Now, now, what what would you do? What do you think you're part of this movement and this spring that we as a people are having? What, what are you what are you gonna do to hold them accountable or 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 make your voice be heard? I'm not gonna lie to you. I grapple with that every day. Every day, I'm like, Are you doing enough? What more can you do? How can you do more? I go through that every day. Some days it's for 10 minutes. Some days it's the whole day. Um, mm. I think for me, most importantly, is using my craft, my creativity, and my art. And and this voice that, that some people love and some people love to hate. But at the end of the day, like I know my voice comes from a space of ethics and morality. And I know that I care utmost about the Black community and our elevation, not just our preservation. You know, those folks... They don't have ethics and morality. They don't give a fuck about us. So it's also about 
me connecting with the folks on the ground, the organizers who are creating systems that keep those people in check, who are, you know, who are rallying folks to keep those folks in check. Because, you know, we, we look at it a lot of times from a top down, but it's really a bottom up. And so I've realized that I have to be more diligent about connecting with the folks that are on the ground that have these social justice organizations that are, you know, rallying folks, whether it's Gary Chambers Jr. in Baton Rouge or my co-star on Insecure, Kendrick Sampson here in LA, you know, but really making, making myself um, accessible as a vessel for the messaging that they are, that they are getting out that ultimately continues to rally folks through money, through action and through insight. So that's that. My question to you is this. Obviously, you are really active when it comes to activism, right? How are you able to navigate that in Hollywood? I don't care. And, and what what I don't do people care. say to you? What, 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 do, what have you lost as a result of, of maybe being too vocal? To be honest, I've lost more from the Black community. Unfortunately, you know, because that's when you get called an angry black woman. You know, that's when I, I'm not calling you. I'm not calling. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop with the angry black woman because I don't want to get cut by my daughter. I don't want no problems with you. But people, if I do angry black woman, just give me one hand. It's like smacking me in the face. <laughs> you get smacking the face emoji. How does the black community vilify you? for taking a stand? I don't understand that. That, that doesn't make I don't sense. Understand to it either. I listen. Anya is a very misunderstood person in general, you know? So I think sometimes it's, it's really just like, there's a thought process that I, that, that I shouldn't, I shouldn't get to speak about certain things. So for some people it's because of the color of my, the shade of my blackness. For some people, it's just me being a woman. For some people it's, um, you know, oh, you're not, you're not from the hood. So you, you know, you can't speak on, you know, what, what, what can happen or what could happen or how we can elevate. And I think everybody has a right to their opinion. Everybody's opinion ain't valid, but everybody is allowed to have an opinion. It doesn't change my dedication. It doesn't change my love and my sincerity. Some people just don't like me because I talk a lot. They don't want to hear it. Some people don't like it because I'm saying truths that are inconvenient to the lies they're telling themselves. Um, some people just ain't never seen a real one. So I'll tell, like tell you like this. This is where I say you're a real one. When you walk away from a talk show look, that's right there, it's a layup. It's, it's a layup to the next level. And you walk away and say, nah, I'm good because I feel like this is a betrayal to my people. That's a real one to me. That, that, that is an actual real one to me. Somebody who's gonna say, you know something? I can take this look and I can win and I can probably kick off and G off or whatever, but you know something? I don't feel right here. What was it about, what was it about the will that didn't allow you to look at yourself in the mirror every night? Well, one, you know, we were we it was a culture that it was a culture of um passive aggression and of 
violence that I'm just not interested in taking part in. And mm -hmm. it was being led by, it was being led by white women. And, I, and listen, I'm not gonna say that they weren't influenced by outside sources, but at the end of the day, the leadership is what determines the culture, mm -hmm. right? On top of that, there were censors that we were, that there was censorship. We were specifically told not to speak on things, certain things, that I felt were imperative to me providing responsible messaging to my community. And I haven't said what those things are. I haven't said what those things are um, in, in verbatim because I'm just not there yet. But eventually I will, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and, and for what it's worth, you know, it's like, that's for me to know, you know, like, you know, I think that there's, we, we're in this world of accessibility where it's almost like people feel like if, if they don't know, it didn't happen, you know, and, and, you know, I have people that will like share my DM conversations with them that don't, you know, and I'm like, this is a private conversation. Like, I'm, you know, I, like the only DMs I share are when people are in my DMs calling me out of my name, calling me all types of crazy shit. But if I'm really interested in having discourse and a conversation with somebody, I'm not putting that on blast because my privacy and your privacy, like, you know, that's valuable to me. And we're in a world now where it's like, we act like we gotta know everything about everything and everybody in order to have an opinion. And we really shouldn't necessarily have to have an opinion on everything. I mean, when I said I was leaving the real because it didn't feed my spirit because I felt like it was a betrayal to my soul, there were people who were like, she's lying. She's lying. She, she, she got fired. She just didn't want to admit it. And I know they're saying that because of what you just said, but I could not stay in a place where I felt like as a black woman, my voice and what I felt was important to be spoken on was being determined by people who do, know, who do not have any stake, who do not have any connection to my community beyond me being on the show. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to tell me how to talk to our diverse audience as we sit on a diverse panel? How are you telling me what we should talk about? And how are you basing that? What are you basing that on? And I think that the most effective thing they could have done was to say, we know that that's not our bag. So let's defer to the group. Not one person, the group. Let's defer to the group and let's make this a, a team conversation. And I think, um, you know, they've been on the show for six and a half years, you know what I'm saying? So for them, they, they, they've been there, they got their own dynamic, but I wanted to be a part of a team conversation that was genuinely rooted in speaking to um, the diverse community of women that support this nation. And I didn't mm -hmm. feel like I could do that honestly there. Do you? Do you? I also that, didn't like that I had to be serious all the goddamn time. I'm fun. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I, 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 here's my secondary question: Do you feel that if you stayed and you took that popularity and then you stepped outside of that show and and said what you wanted to say and did what you wanted to do, do you think it would have had a bigger in, impact than leaving? Yeah, I think it would have had a bigger impact on my sanity, hmm. which ultimately is the most important 
element to being effective for change. If I don't feel good, I can't make the world feel better. I mean, I talked about it on The Breakfast Club. I went through a full-ass nervous breakdown there. And I'm not going to blame it solely on them, but it was a tipping point. And it was like, I can't, I, I you know, I, I worked really, really hard. And there was a time in my life where I didn't have the luxury of staying somewhere that didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. I had to stay at certain jobs because I needed the check, <laughs> you know, like I needed to support myself. I needed to be able to, to function. So all of us have, I, I don't know nobody that hasn't been in that situation before. But I had reached mm -hmm. a point in my development and in my career where I could walk away. And it was like, you know what? Don't stay here and torture yourself. Not for no fame. Not for, mm -hmm. you know, not for access. I've got access. I, people fuck with me. You know, it's not about how many people fuck with you. It's who fucks with you. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, when I got old heads and, and legends and icons hitting me up, like, keep going. I'm good. When I got the people that I, that influenced me to be this way, telling me good mm -hmm. job, you know, you're carrying the torch. I'm like, I'm good. And I know that these ancestors and whatnot, they got me. I be having to remind myself on them bad days, but they got me. And so what, for what it's worth, like, I'm gonna keep doing me. When I was Amanda Diva and I changed my name to Amanda Seals, people were like, oh, 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 oh. you know, they were like, how are you gonna, how, that's your brand. My brand is good work. Every day, just working hard every day. Working hard every day. That's, that's my brand. When did you yep. know that, because you said you had a nervous breakdown. When, when, did you, when did you feel it coming on? Was it, was it, you know, was it just over time? Or it was just like one thing that just said, oh, and it just brought it all on? It was over time. It's like it's like when you when you turn on a spout that hasn't been turned on in a like a tap, and it's like it's like that. So there would be different scenarios that would be a little spout, and it'd be like a maybe not a nervous breakdown, but like a nervous, you know. And I had I had like those little moments, and I've talked about that on the Breakfast Club before, and then and then it just. I just started crying. I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop. You know, and I, and I just had dark thoughts that I had never had before. And I was like, and I'm fortunate because I don't, I don't have a chemical imbalance and I hadn't, I hadn't reached a level of despair where I had no bottom. But, but, damn, are you going to make me cry? No, I don't, I'm not here. I, listen, I feel listen. it coming right now, and I'm like, God. If you gotta do it, if you gotta do it, go on and go on, do what you. Want. I just want to talk to folks because Tiana, the reason I never, the reason I never give up on black folks, even when I feel like folks be coming at me crazy is because we have dealt with so much trauma and we don't, it's like, it's OD. Like we have dealt with so much trauma and we don't know how to deal with it. Come on people, just hold on. 
Amanda Shields, whatever happened, she got she got took, taken off. Yeah, yes, Tiana. Yeah. One of my friends sent me a screenshot. I was like, isn't that your dad? Oh, oh, oh. You, you, right now? Okay, so hold on, people. Hold on one second. We're just waiting to see if Amanda is going to come back. For some reason, yeah. it went. Yeah, it, if, if, if for some reason it went off. So just give me a second because there's still people on here. Listen, people, every night we do interviews here, 6 p.m., interviews, nonsense. Uh, question of the day, all of that. So make sure you follow me so that you will know who's up tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is supposed to be Master P. That might change, but during the rest of the week, we're going to have Ralph, Ralph Tresvant, Method Man, and more. So just make sure that you definitely uh, sign up and get with us. Uh, let's see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Hold okay, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on one second. Here we go. My fault. Yeah, I'm sorry. Pardon me. Let me, just, hold on. Let me grab her back. Uh, let's see here. I'm waiting for you to come back on. I did have the comments off because I wanted people to just hear what you were saying. Uh, request to be in my live. Jump out and request to be in my live and we'll get right back to it. Hold on one second here. There we go. 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 Um, yeah, serious. It, it's serious shit. Okay, there we go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so what I was saying was that we've just been through, I'm not sure where I got caught. So, I'm still paused? Yeah, no, no, you're good now, you're good now. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I just feel like so few of us really know how to deal with the trauma that we faced. Like, we just don't. I mean, I, I can say that I'm somebody who... I've been in therapy, like I, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I have access to that shit, but for what it's worth, like so much of the slings and arrows that we throw at each other that keep us from being able to level each other up and support each other comes from the fact that we really have been fucked over, like in a whole wow kind of way, and we had the 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 tie that binds we had that stripped from us and so we find these ties in these other ways that oftentimes end up being violent you know it's like the tie that binds brothers to protect a block to, to to life or death ends up causing them to kill other brothers you know what i'm saying and it's like i know where that tie comes from i know the desire to want to be grounded in something and be about something and and be and, and own something in a place that's always telling you that you ain't shit. so i understand the validity of that but then it turns on itself when we carry out their plan by killing each other, you know, and, and I know like sisters, like, you know, whether it's, whether it's the way that we just disregard each other, the willingness that we have to like pick each other apart to try and make ourselves feel better. You know, the, the unfortunate exchange we have between shame and grace. Like we, we find our own grace and seeing other people feel shame. Like that's bugged out. So I just, I just see all of that. And I know that like our overcoming is, yes, it's about these white folks and this oppressive bullshit, but really like we got to overcome in here. 
within ourselves. And I see a movement in that direction, like a movement okay, so where we're doing, where we're fighting, we're fighting for our hearts and our souls the way we be fighting these other motherfuckers and each other. 100%, 100%, we have work to do. You know, I was talking, and, and just, just, you know, off the beaten path, I was having a conversation with the gossip in Heifers, and they had interviewed you before, and he told me, go get her. And one of the things we were talking about is biracial people and why they're so militant. Why do you think biracial people are so militant? Like, they go, biracial people go harder than, 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 than just, you know, straight black people. Colin Kaepernick, you, uh, my friend Kim. I'm not biracial. What, what are you? My mother is black and my father is black. My great-grandfather is a white man that raped my great-grandmother. Ah, okay, okay. So I cannot, I, cannot, I cannot go there. I know because here's the thing. For me, I noticed that people, because I always thought you were, were biracial. I always, I always thought you were mixed. But look, here I am. I'm wrong. I might get another smack emoji to my face. Um, I just, you know, when I, when I see people that I think are biracial and they are about it, about it, I always, I always ask myself why, and I never knew. But then I had to sit and think about it. It could be because, because you hear what this side of your family says, and you also hear what this side of your family says, and you're probably trapped in the middle, and that probably hurts him. That might be the reason that you that you that it happens like that. For me, you know, when I when I listen to you, I know you're woke. I know you're woke, like real woke. How long have you? How long have you had to stand? How long have you been like this? How long have you had these ideas in your in your mind? Has, was this something that you grew up with, or was it something that you know you saw injustices and it just came on, and and and, and, and you wound up taking the stance? I mean, I've always been that way. Like I was three, and my preschool teacher called us stupid, and I went home and told my mother like, "This woman called us stupid." And my mother came up to that school and checked her in front of the whole. Hold on, people. Hold on. Just hold that, on. You're good. I'm, I'm back. Go ahead. Being that young and, and seeing my mom stand up for me for what's right, you know, and stand up for my class, um, that, that has an impact on you, you know? I'm also from Grenada. My mother is from Grenada. And Grenadi Grenadians don't play. So, oh, no. No, I can tell you some stories about that. I can tell you some stories about Grenada. Don't, don't, even, don't, even, don't even get me there. Don't even get me there. So Grenada is a very revolutionary country, you know? So I think, you know, we talk about our, our, um, our trauma in our DNA, but we also carry gifts, you know? We carry gems. We carry all positive. We carry positive things, too. So I believe that I carry that within me as well. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know about my father's side like that, like that. But I know that he said that his great-grandfather was known as like Shotgun Joe. You know, mm -hmm. like come up this hill and see what the fuck happens. You know, so. I, but I've always, always, Scoop, I've always been empowered by the people around me to speak. And I didn't even know this till I was this till I was like the last couple of years. But like I had a first and second grade teacher who were both black 
And they had had a conversation between each other to say, we gonna protect her. Like she's, she got a brain on her and they gonna try and comfort her. So we gonna protect her. And I was very fortunate like to have educators throughout my whole life that just made it their business to make sure that like I stayed on course. I tried to drop out of college and I had a professor who just wouldn't let that happen. She was like, no. And I was like, I'm not staying here for this bullshit so I can have hella bills, nah. And she was like, we gonna figure out a way. She found out that you could create your own major at the school I was at, SUNY Purchase. They didn't have a black studies major. I was like, only way I'm staying in school is if I'm learning about black shit. Cause they done kept me from learning about the shit throughout all of middle school, elementary school, high school. So that's the only way I'm staying. So I made a black studies major at my school before they had one. So this has always been, um, I've always been a radical person. I've always been the person who bucks authority. Um, and I've just never, I've just always been a fair person. And I think that's because I was fortunate enough to experience fairness early on and to witness like, no, that's not right. And I'm about to say something about it. You know, for you to be, cause I don't like the word radical. I, 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 I'm more, I, I like to say you stand for something. Cause okay. it's not radical. It's not radical when it's real. It's right, 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 right. Wow, shit! Like you know, we wanna we wanna kill Jews. That that's radical. You know that that's you you. Stand well, I for think they call it radical. You are standing for something that's right, and it's something that's right. That's so radical. Like radical. But like you know what? You know what's scary? What's scary is that it just feels like school. There's so much wrong that standing for right is radical at this point. Like that's you know that's saying? really. Because radical really just means like you're you're boldly outside of the accepted norm, you know. And there's radicalism that isn't positive, mm -hmm. but it's but it's still outside the accepted norm. No. You know, like I mean, like when I talk about radical self acceptance, and um, you know, the, I, I didn't make that up, but that concept is that particularly flat for Black women. We are just so often told that like you 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 can't love yourself like that. You you can't be that confident. That's not okay. So what so I mean I'm not even joking you, but that angry black woman shit oftentimes feels like someone trying to tell you that you need to humble yourself in your righteousness. Your righteous mm -hmm. anger, you need to calm that shit down. It's disturbing everybody. And black women have so many reasons to be angry and then you got to refine your rage so it can cut through but that's to me what radical means for, for me angry black woman is more of a joke it's more of, of when i'm joking or whatever for me i don't look at it i i, I look at I, you know i'm black i've been black i'm mixed with black i'm black when i wake up in the morning i'm black at two o'clock in the afternoon i'm black when i go to the pharmacy i'm black when i take a shower i'm black at the store i'm black when i go get college grades i'm black when i like i could talk about how black i am i'm black and black i'm super black extra black black than a motherfucker um so my experience with black women is just what i'm used to it's like I love them. For, I love black women for who they are. They're my yeah, but that's the thing. You skin. love black women. A lot of folks just love black pussy, and that's different. No, 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 no. I know that, but that is also good as well. <clears throat> but it, it's you know what? It's the package deal. 
that I think makes it the sweetest. Right. Hold, hold on one second. Tiara, I'm trying to do an interview. Would you stop doing construction in your room? I'm talking about Amanda Seals. Hey, Tiana. Is there anything you'd like to leave with? Because I, I need another, I need another spot. Oh, we're done? There's, there's so much. There's, oh, I didn't, you know, know, I didn't know this was a quickie. I had like oh, sat listen, down. If you want to go, if you want to go, we can go. Like, come on, let's go. I'm here. So, we're matching. So, my question, my question to you is this. You know, when you take the line of taking a stand, and you can't, and you have to leave somewhere. What level of power do you think you have to have to actually say what you want on television, how you want to say it, and when you want to say it? What what level of power do you think you have to have? You just have to be willing to say no. You know, like the power of no is is incredibly powerful. Um, you know, when you have self when you're self-sufficient, when you're autonomous. And what I mean by that is not to, you might be in a power structure where you literally can't leave or you can't support yourself. But mm -hmm. if you're in a scenario where you have a support system, excuse me, around you, where people are like, yo, don't stay there and kill yourself. You're not, you're not leaving and take an L because we're not going to let you fall. You know, like I, I know that about the system, the support system that I have. And it's not like I have like a husband that I'm depending on. I don't mean it in that way. I just know that between my own knowledge of self and between the, the people around me who have shown up before, because that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Don't bank on motherfuckers that ain't shown up before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, people that have shown up before, I know like, because I've, I know, I knew that I could leave there. And, and the reason why that you're, to answer your question about like, what has to be in place, you have to have, you have to have the knowledge to know that that's not going to stop you from your purpose. That's really mm -hmm. all you need. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean about a bunch of money. You know? Do, do, you, do you think that what we need to do is create our own shows, create our own narrative, blow them up on the internet or wherever they are, and then have someone take it and run with it so that we can show it works, we can show the proof of concept, and, and then you can't stop the message. That's, to me, that's the only way to That's literally what I'm doing. And we saw, you know, we saw cats do that with hip hop. You know what right. I mean? So. That, that's a chance to rapper Drake model right there. And Hollywood for a long time has made you feel like you didn't have that, you know? But now, like, we we do. I mean, that's what I'm in the process of doing right now. Smart, funny, and black. We have the live show. But now we start doing content on our Instagram. I mean, sorry, on our YouTube. So you can go to YouTube, Smart, funny, and black. And I've started putting up content on there. And, you know, we have the Smart, funny, and black podcast network. So we about to have podcasts on there. And all of this is supported by the people. I mean, it's a grassroots news, multi news media company. That's what it is. It's a grassroots news media company at present where, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's the people's money. I don't have investors. I don't have sponsors. Like, my checks from Insecure pay for this. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, 
I mean, you know, we, we are open for donations, but I really believe that in order for us to function in the level of quality and consciousness that I want to, I don't want to have to answer to nobody's dollars at this level in our growth and development. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, once you take their money, you take their shit. So mm -hmm. I agree with you 100%. You got to make your own shit. And a lot of people think you need a lot to make your own shit and you don't. And I, I, I can tell you that because I was looking at an old hard drive last night. By the way, I found an interview I did with Nipsey last night that I had no recollection that I ever did. Wow. That's, 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 that's from way back in the day. Oh, nine. Yep. I, 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 I didn't even, I, like, I was like, Nipsey. And I clicked on it and I'm like, when, what? I'm still tripping over it. I'm still tripping over it. But, like, right now, I got popping. You know what I'm saying? I got some bread, and I'm still back in my house shooting on a green screen, setting the mm -hmm. camera up myself because mm -hmm. COVID-19, but also, like, it don't stop. What did, what did, what did, I, what did Tip say? You could catch me in a cipher if I didn't have a deal. Mm-hmm, 100%. I, listen, I'm painting, my, I'm painting my green screen. I can show you the green paint I went to buy today. I bought the chroma key. I, like, I'm, 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 I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm getting busy when it comes to that. You have to create your own content. That's why I'm down here sitting in something that looks like a motor vehicle's uh, mugshot place. Because I'm, I'm fixing my studio because you got to keep pumping out content and you've got to stay consistent. And if you do that and you build your own audience, then eventually it's going to come to you. So let's say that, let's say that you, you're, building your, you're building your network, right? What is it that you that you have to have in order to give that baby to someone to take it over there? You know, I think a lot of people will tell you you have to have an audience, and that's not entirely true. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are things that affect the level of leverage you'll have, right? So the audience will affect the amount of leverage you have in the conversation. Mm -hmm. But you really oftentimes just need to have a good-ass fucking idea and somebody who believes in your good-ass fucking idea. And they're, and they're in the building. And that good-ass, what makes it a good-ass fucking idea is how authentic it is to you. Because you got to be able to, to turn that out. When it's not authentic, it runs out. You can't, you can't turn it around. I mean, listen, I can get up here with this ignorance juice, this, this ignorance, nonsense, foolishness juice that people say the dumb shit and it make me drink this juice. I can do this all day. I can, I can take calls from regular people all day. I, I can interview people all day. I can out funny people all day. I can do this for the next 30 years and I would always have content every day. When it's true, when it's real, and when it's authentic, nobody can ever stop you when it comes to that. So like, I find myself doing content right now and I'm looking at this old hard drive and I'm like, you've been doing the same show since 2007 because you've been the same creative. Of course, it's developed, it's gotten refined, but in terms of where it's coming from, it's the same source every time because in in 2012 i came out of of 12 years a slave and i stood on the street and i was like that's it 
we're not trying to cross over. We're going to break through and we're going to be as black as we want to be. And that shit that I was doing before that people were like, ooh, it's too, ooh, ooh, ooh. I was like, fuck out of here. I'm about to go back to that. And I ended up, you know, really just digging my heels in. I wrote a one-woman show. And I couldn't get any work at the time because reality TV had started popping. And agents was just like, don't nobody want what you got. You coming with some, like, smart shit. Don't nobody want that. And I wrote a one-woman show. And like raised, I remember I raised like $6,000, which at the time was like an astronomical amount of money, which honestly is still a good amount of money. But I raised $6,000 on Twitter in one night to fund my little one woman show. And mm -hmm. it was by like, get $5, get $10, you know, and then you're saying people's names. And, right. you know, you know, and that's another part of what you're talking about. It's like, when people feel a part of what you're building mm -hmm. and what you're growing, they they're no longer fans you know they're they're supporters they're they're like oh i planted a seed in that garden you know and um that's what this whole following thing ultimately should be about like making folks feel like thank you because mm -hmm. i could be doing this for just my mom but y'all are here so uh, you know i agree with you there are people like, you know, every night, like, for example, there's 1,100 people in here right now, and there'll be 2,000 people. But there are about 300 people that just come on every night, right? And I know those people by name. And, I, like, I'll be able to point those people out. Years ago, I used to have a, a, a TV show on MTV about love and relationships where I sat in the bed. Yep. And I built that up from a podcast. And I still talk to some of those core listeners today these are your these are the people that are with you they've got to feel like they're invested in it and they have a piece in it if they don't it's not going to mean anything and the bottom line is you said something that's very strong if you're good at it if you're good at it you can keep replicating people always want to take your idea and put somebody else in your idea but what they don't understand is when you write it and you do it can't nobody do it like you. Like, what would have happened had they not let Sylvester Stallone do Rocky and they would have let fucking James Caan do it? He would have never flipped it like that. How would they, if, if, uh, if the guy that did a bronze tail, Chaz Palmentary, if they would have let him play Sonny, this shit would have never been that way. They tried, when I was at MTV, when I walked into MTV with my podcast, this podcast that I did and I blew it up online and I, whatever, they came to me and they said, listen, school, you're too fat. Your wife is plus size too. How about we um we how about you sell this to us and we're gonna let Lala and Tyrese do this? Wow. Wow. Listen, listen, let me explain something to you. Right in the meeting. Let me I, I said, listen, let me explain something to you. You can get anybody you want to do this. You can get all the Schwarzenegger to do this shit. With, with fucking anybody. You pick your female co-hosts, but they ain't never gonna do it like me and they're not gonna get the results like me because I know what I'm doing and I built this shit. And that's the way that, and, that, and, and they wound up, I walked out the meeting, they wound up giving us the look and the show was successful. One of the most successful shows at night that as the night went on, because we were on like midnight, as the night went on, two, three, four in the morning, the ratings are going up. That's not supposed to happen. That means people are, people are dialed into your shit. So I agree 100% with what you're saying. Now, 
I have, I have two questions for you. Of course, you you have musical bones in you because you know. Of course, you're not a singer you, because you wouldn't be out there on the road doing what you do if you didn't know how to sing. My question is this: We both know how to remix something. How would you remix America right now? If you had a if you had a choice to remix America, how would you remix America? Well. Part of a, a good remix is flipping the melody. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's a complete flip. Like I need a girl part one and two, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's only like, you can only hear just like a faint little part of it. Sometimes it's more of a, inter like a, a shifting of the melody, like, like JD, she said on the Far Side album versus JD, she said, you know, the, the remix mm -hmm. where they've added some sprinkles. In America, mm -hmm. the remix starts with the melody of our Constitution. Right. Our Constitution set the tone. And it needs to get flipped like I Need a Girl Part Two. <laughs> it needs to be a. It, I mean, it's it needs to be completely rewritten. So I don't even know if it's a remix as much as it's just a part two because the honesty, honestly, you know, the original America was made for only a certain kind of American. You know, like, and and the the, the remix America has all different other voices that got to get on that track. Mm -hmm. They gotta get on right. that track. And we don't, okay. you know, and, and, and in order for them to fit on that track, you gotta flip the beat up for them. Cause that first beat was only, it only, it only sounded good for landowning white men. So you gotta right. flip this beat, which means flip this constitution to give voice to anybody who's here in, in as much of a way that you can. There hasn't been a concerted effort made to do that, right? So we don't even know what that looks like, but, the Constitution, as far as I'm concerned, is more about um, is, is more about preservation. Hold on, am I still here? Yeah, you're right here. You're right here. Okay, no, I had a call come in, so I didn't know. The Constitution at this point has been more about preserving an America that was created in slavery than than birthing an America that is about liberation. Okay, final question. Okay. How would you remix Black America? You know, that's a fascinating concept because I think the initial response would be to, to take away all of this painful historical context that we're, that all of these painful histories that create the context we're in today. But if we were to eradicate that, I think um, I think there's people who think that if we eradicate that, that we wouldn't we wouldn't create the way we do, you know, that we wouldn't be as artistic, we, as if people were not on the motherland, creating, dancing, 
doing all type of shit before white people got there and, and introduced them to oppression-based um, co colonialism, right? So I think that's like my first instinct is like, remixing Black America would be removing that from our context. What does it look like when we are not dealing with the trauma of racism before now and ahead of us? What, is, what, what are we like? What's that sound like? I want to dance to that in the club. But if, it can't, if, but if it can't be that drastic, my remix would be if we could just figure out how to look at each other as each other. Because I see folks right now, even just with Kamala, I just see so many brothers who are like, but I wish. And it's like, that, 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 this ain't the time for that. Just get it. Just get it. Just get it. Just, just get, get it. it. Just get it. We're, we're past, get it. but I wish. We'll have another, we'll have another shot at I wish, you know, depending on what happens. But right now, we are in the home stretch. We can't be thinking about the fact that we got out the block slow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All 100%. we can do is just put our head down and fucking gun for that shit. That's it. Just, just keep running. We just keep running. All of us. We need all of us to do that. We need black men. We need y'all. Like, we need y'all so much. Shit. You know how much? We're so tired of being single. Oh, my God. We really okay, are. No, 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 no. Listen. Listen. We're going to have to come back. We're going to come back and do one just about relationships. Because I see that I can go there with you. I'm gonna. What I'm going to do is I'm once I get off here tonight, I'm going to DM you, and me and you going to have, we're going we gonna to do one just about relationships. Okay. We're going to do one about relationships. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you in the DM as soon as I get off of here. I want to thank you for coming through. Look for my DM and answer it right away. Should I DM you or text you? Which one do you want? Text me. Everyone, hold on, hold on, stop. All of y'all people stop saying I'm right here because she don't want you. She wants to go find something original and real. She ain't looking for you. Actually, I don't. I don't want to go find nobody. I want them to come to me. At this point, I'm like, listen. I am a vessel. I listen. I got. Three, I got six people that I can send you. I can send you right now, but I'm not gonna do that to you. We'll talk later on the DM. I love you. People were asking. People were asking where I got this. It's a brand called HGC Apparel. You can follow them on Instagram. HGC Apparel, black owned. Got you. We'll talk. We'll talk later on. About half an hour, forty five minutes. All right, appreciate you. Thank you, Scoop. Wait, 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 wait. Can you do my name again? How you did it on the on the voice note? Fat man school, Amanda Seals. Fat man school, Amanda Seals. Amanda Diva, she's a keeper. Amanda Diva, she's a keeper. Fat man school, Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals, this is real. This is real. Please say this. Please say this so you can send me that. Please say this so you can send me that. I'm, I'm not even going to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to save this and I'm going to go in my studio. I'm going to go right here. I'm going to go right in my studio right down there in that, in that closet. And I'm going to make it happen for you. We'll talk later. Okay, girl? Thank you. Bye, Nate. I got you. That's Amanda Seals right there. Make Noise with Fat Man Scoop is produced by myself alongside Raj Kachacha and the team at creativecontentagency.com. Please support this podcast by leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I love that. And by following this podcast on Spotify and sharing links to episodes you enjoy with your friends. 
do it. You can also email the show via podcast at fatmanscoop.com. I answer that. Or you can DM me at Fat Man Scoop. Yes, I answer DMs. <laughs>